Welcome back to Look Who's Talking. Don't ever let anyone tell you sports aren't important. There's a bunch of people in Philly at a parade today they're never going to forget. 1,151 yards, the best game ever. Big Dick Nick. We got sorry. We got picks. The picks we told you to pick. Hugh picks. Mike's back from Thailand. Same, same, but different. Here we go. Freestyle. Rock the Welcome back to Look Who's Talking, our post-Super Bowl edition. I'm your host, Jeff Hewlett. Uh, show is brought to you by Huck Media. I'm joined, as always, by the voice of God, Brent Waits. Hello. It's always nice hearing the Lord's voice, and not just on Sunday. And back from Thailand with his shirt on, looking like a, a couch cushion after a party. You know, you still want to sort of... Sit on him because he looks comfy, but uh, might need a bit of a cleanup. How was your trip, bud? <laughs> Great trip. <laughs> Want to shout out my uh, super neighbor, Doug, because if he wasn't banging on his door for his souvenir, I'd still be KO'd. Oh, yeah, he wouldn't have woken up for the show. Trip's uh, finally catching up to me. <laughs> <laughs> I also I, use interesting alarms, you know? That's okay. I thought I was dreaming the doorbell ring. He kept at it. <laughs> He's like, hey, where's my ashtray? <laughs> I'm like... All right, Doug. Mike's old school, so he still uh, lives in a neighborhood where uh, neighbors talk to one another. You know, he's, he's even got someone he calls a super neighbor. <laughs> you don't have a super neighbor? Uh, I, you know, I, man, I was, I've been in, you know, back and forth from China the past few years. I've lived here for about eight months. All right, There's all a right. guy next door who doesn't mind that we do campfires at like 2 a.m. on a Wednesday. Happy birthday, Benny D. <laughs> um, man, the Super Bowl. Uh, woo! That was, that was crazy. Uh, so crazy, in fact, the Philadelphia, I know. Uh, party like it was nine, 1999, uh, which was, by the way, a very crazy year because of the Y2K bugs. People were really partying really crazy because the world might end, which it didn't. Uh, but yeah, I met the uh, voice of God here all over this stuff. Did you see the dude on the police van? I did. <laughs> that guy's a legend. A couple car flippers, a couple horse punchers. Yeah. Saw a guy eating horse shit. Yeah. That that's, happened. That's unfortunate. Some people all can't levels. have nice things. Philly's not meant to win Super Bowls. There that's was, what happened. There was like 500 people there just chanting for him to do it, too. Like, and he went down on his knees to do it. <laughs> that's farvin hilarious. I was telling that story at work, at, at work last night, and someone's like, that's definitely a white guy. <laughs> <You know? laughs> like right off the bat. I love it when a good awning goes down. Went yeah. down at the Ritz. Yeah. Uh, good, clean, fun. Yeah. Surf it down. Yeah, as long as no one gets hurt. I mean, come on. You know? There's definitely some injuries. Oh, yeah. A couple trust falls it's off just, the awnings. It's just nice to say that, though. You know, as long as no one gets hurt. Yeah, covers your bases. <laughs> yeah. But there's a lot of injuries. Like when you when you laugh at YouTube videos and they don't explain whether the the, the guy lived you know, lived or died. Yeah, you're like oh, I probably shouldn't have laughed at that. Yeah, yeah. Instagram, I didn't know you could see people die. Yeah, on and uh, disclaimer, people, people, he was okay. And uh, amateurs shouldn't just do hurdles, you know. <laughs> yeah. Super Bowl, baby! You looked at me. 30 seconds into the game after the Eagles' second first down, and we're like... Yes, a big mistake, by the way. <laughs> and said to me, this could be the best Super Bowl ever. Yep. And it took the rest of that Eagles drive for that to sink in, and it delivered, baby. Doug Peterson football, long chunk passing, uh, the Patriots system of... You know, having to cut defensive players right before they get into their paying prime doesn't catch up with them as far as getting them to the Final Four, getting them even to the Super Bowl sometimes because uh, you got Tom Brady. Uh, but, I mean, you know, not having a pass rush and some other defensive uh, things really got them in. That Super Bowl was Big 12 football, okay? Basically. Big plays and missed kicks. Welcome to the NFL. But you know what? There was so many close, close calls, close, like, b ballsy calls by Doug Peterson. So many what-ifs in the game, um, you know, which we're going to get into. Because I, I don't like to, I'm not the one to, like, just smooth over. Well, you know, the better team won. That's not always the case. I think it was the case, particularly, I mean, the, the better team that played, the team that played the better game won. The more complete team won. Uh, definitely. Um but I don't like. I like to be. I like alternative history. Some of the coolest books. Uh, I'm a big nerd for history. Are like you know the what ifs. Like what if uh, this battle went differently, or like you know this luck of the draw in the weather of of major wars. Like the whole world could be different. 
uh, a lot of Super Bowl rings could change hands on, uh, you know, a lot of just single plays. Uh, in particular, some what-ifs right off the bat to me. Everyone's talking about this, the Ertz catch. You know what? That one doesn't concern me as much. The Clement touchdown with his uh, the Philadelphia running back uh, who ran through Devin McCourty, who kind of got caught, caught flat-footed, uh, who probably shouldn't have been covering running backs or receivers uh, necessarily, but we'll get into Malcolm Butler a bit later. Uh, when Deion Sanders is tired, man, he reveals some real football stuff, and it's, it's pretty cool. Uh, after like a nine-hour NFL Network telecast, man, he was just sitting there, and it was like you became one of his boys. You kind of forgot he was on TV. He was talking about the Butler thing. It was pretty interesting. Yeah, he's into that. Uh, I saw that Clement uh, touchdown, Clement touchdown, yep. on the NFL sideline cameras. Yeah, they have random dudes standing positionally on the field wearing cameras, and they treat it like almost like military uh, coloring and angles, and it's awesome. And that Clement catch was a lot closer. Yeah, and was a swing play. That's the one. Even Collinsworth, who pissed me off a. a a shit ton on Sunday. Al Michaels was just, you know, there to smooth it over. Like butter on uh, on a bagel that wasn't toasted. And you're like, yeah, thanks. Thanks, Timmy. You already drove away. You're on the highway. Um, I think Al Michaels was hinting at retirement a couple of times in the broadcast. Don't even say that. I'm man. telling you. The Super Bowl's three years away. The Olympics are here. You know, now is time, Al. Uh, I hope not. Um, Fox just got the Thursday night rights, by the way, which means we got more Troy Aikman and unfortunately more tr uh, Joe Buck, whose uh, hair colors just scream fa la la la. <laughs> I feel like the fact that we're going to get them more is going to lead to their ultimate demise. I, the once a week is nice, four months a year. Troy's awesome. Um, anyway, Super Bowl, yeah, again, the Clement touchdown. Okay, everyone's talking about what is a catch. Here's what I think Gene Steratore, the Rodney Dangerfield of referees. Hey. Uh, Don't, no. no. Rodney Dangerfield's a great man. Gene Steratore's a piece of shit. Voice of God. Uh, big Pats fan. Not happy with the slip. Fun fact, he was also involved in the Calvin Jan Johnson non-catch and the Des Bryant. This guy is riddled with terrible calls. But let's, but let, let, let's break it down, though. No. Okay. <laughs> He's got, he catches the ball. He's got one foot down. He gets another foot down. He hasn't necessarily completed the catch all the way to the ground yet, but that happened. The two feet went down. Then the ball, I mean, that happened really fast to say that he definitely established control is somewhat overstepping, but that kind of happened. Then the ball juggles loose from his left hand, but never quite, never quite leaves control in his arms. The ball slides from his left palm into his left forearm almost perfectly like it was sliding down in his arm on a railing. So I guess they ruled that he never quite lost control, even though the ball slipped from his hand, which I think is a really detailed definition of what they call on that play. Because if they said that he didn't lose control, I mean, here's the thing. While that ball was juggling, that third foot, if you're concentrated, because the other foot's still touching the ground, that third foot, which wouldn't have been necessary if the ball never slipped from his hands, but became necessary after it slipped from his forehand, was touching the white as it was sliding on down his forearm. As he goes to the ground, he completes the catch. It never hits the ground, and that's probably sort of why they called it. What a it super close call, because we're talking about control and not even like controlling the catch all the way to the ground. It wasn't enough to overturn it, but if that because it was marked a, a touchdown on the play, but if that was marked, if that was called not a touchdown, yeah, that wouldn't have been. That wouldn't have been major play in that. the game in the second half. Uh, you know, with the Pats coming back. If that right. happened, in, if that happened in New England and New England won like that, people would be rioting in the streets. Fact. <sighs> Maybe. Uh, I was never more. I was never less excited to bet against Tom Brady as I was in the Super Bowl. Why? Uh, you I don't know. You know, like money. He like he likes to win. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I hear you though. But yeah, I, I took Eagles spread. But I, I thought the Pats were going to oh, win I the hit game. That hard, man. I thought the Pats were going to win the game. Probably a little more than I should. One of the best Super Bowls in a long time. Shout out Renzo's base. Let me tell you why I thought the Pats were going to win one of the win the game. They got 505 yards passing, threw for three touchdowns with no interceptions, committed one penalty, 
and they never punted, and they lost. <laughs> That's a team executing offensively at, a, at an as insanely high level. Yeah, everybody needs to take a step back on the Brady step back because he literally just had his best game ever. Now he did have tw- <laughs> he, had, he had twenty incompletions. A lot of those in the first half would have come in handy. So now Collinsworth was blaming Brady early, and I thought some of the receivers weren't running the best routes. Also. As the Pats' smaller receivers found out early, Gene Steratore, the razor remote of the NFL refereeing system. Hey, clown. Oh. <laughs> uh, as they established early, that this was going to be a game where they were going to let some contact happen, receiver to DB. They established it early. And if you were arriving on time or even at that split second early, they didn't seem to be calling it. And it was affecting Gronk early. It was affecting uh, some of the smaller Pats running backs and receivers early. As they shouldn't in a Super Bowl be calling the quarter of a second early. Okay? That's the way it should be. Again, though, this mimics. It's, it's somewhat short-sighted because a lot of pass, so, many, so much pass interference has been called in the playoffs, especially in the Jags-Pats game being so influential. They may have... Mentioned it in the meeting to go a little bit less, like let a little bit more go. A little bit more, that's awful. Uh, sorry. And, uh, and uh, there you have it. We got a physical game, which definitely favors a physical secondary such as the Eagles, just like it would, uh, just like it did a couple Super Bowls ago, Seahawks and, uh, and Broncos. Once, they, once the Seahawks, basically, if they're physical on every play, they're not going to call holding or defensive pass interference on every play. Basically, their whole team, the strategy was, we're going to basically have our hands on them every play, all of us. Correct. They can't keep calling it, and they didn't. I think and, uh, even though the Lord over there isn't too happy, uh, the Steratory's crew didn't call it all game. It was there. On that Hail Mary, now, necessarily, the Hail Mary, if you have your hands up in the air, technically, you can't call it. But there was six... Uh, Doesn't matter. Six Eagles around Gronk. Now, if it, the Gronk's like Shaq, right? Uh, where he's not going to get the call that a much smaller receiver is going to get with the amount of physical contact he was getting, even if all their hands were in the air and all of their hands were not in the air. Gronk had some hands on him, man. I get that. That makes sense. Okay, it's a jump ball. It's you know, unless it's I like, understand. unless it's completely egregious, yeah. you know, let that go. What is BS is. Chris Hogan sprinting down the field, 20 yards, ball is in the air, gets completely knocked. Yeah. Bla- that, that is nine, 10 times out of 10. That is not a iffy call. That is pass interference. And no ref wanted to be the guy that let gave Brady another shot for Hail Mary. Yeah. And Saw that. Now, again, yeah. they, missed, uh, they missed a couple pass interference calls the other way, at least that I saw. Uh, one on, in particular on Alshon Jeffrey. I mean, what, you know, was it blatant? No. The, did he have his hands all over him? Yes. Had that, had they had their hands all over each other basically every play of the game? Yes. But, you know, there was a couple somewhat obvious ones. Uh, Malcolm Butler, what happened? Uh, Bill Belichick's ego happened. For the first time in 17 years, Bill put himself before the team. And you don't think everybody on that team wanted him to start? A broken man, 98% of the snaps... It's not just about him, like Dion said late night. It's about the shifting that happens around him. Everybody's a yard or two off. And when you got a guy like Foles having a game of his life. He played great. You can't and, fake that. He's and, a great quarterback. And that yard or two that Prime was talking about yeah. was the difference. I don't, think, I don't know about that one. Um, I mean, yeah, details are still very unclear. We may never actually know what happened. Um, Malcolm Butler released a statement today on Instagram refuting some of the claims that are being made about one, there was drug use involved somehow, and missed the team curfew, and then he missed team curfew, completely, strongly denying all of that. Um, clearly, there was some sort of issue. I mean, they have been since they gave Stephen Gilmore a big contract last off season uh, that he was kind of hoping to get, especially after being the Super Bowl hero and whatnot. Um, so it has been you know, a, a stressful relationship between he and Bill and, you know, some other uh, key decision makers on the team. But n- ego, no. I mean, clearly, clearly he broke the rules and he messed up. And, yeah, unfortunately, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's, a tough, it's a tough way to learn the lesson of not playing him and sitting the whole game in the Super Bowl. Maybe a half would have worked, 
But it is that is the formula of no bullshit. These are the rules, or you know, leave the team if you're not buying into the system that have got them to that many Super Bowls. So, yeah, I, I, w- I would have preferred him out there personally, but clearly he did something. No, I don't buy it at this level. I don't think it's ego. Here's, he, I think regardless of what happened, if he had missed curfew, whatever. In the end, it's a football decision that I might not agree with, but Belichick made. Regardless, he thought the football, the, the decision he made, was not you know just be, because of the rules of the team. I personally think that he know like he knows that he needs every advantage he could possibly get in this game, and he just thought it was better having row and safeties cover, uh, the, uh, you know where Butler would have. Well, what I understand is we're not going to start him at, at, at cornerback. Him coming, not even coming into play, nickelback, I think it cost them on two particular plays. The Clement touchdown, he ran by McCourty. That was, that was a zone coverage, but uh, McCourty got caught flat-footed at the start of the end zone. And then McCourty on Ertz, man-on-man, was the final touchdown of the game for the Eagles. Man, on what he did, he fell. Because as Prime said, Deion Sanders, he's a safety. All right. If he could cover man on man with some of the best receivers in the league, especially the receivers playing in the Super Bowl, well, he'd be a, he'd be a DB. Or sorry, he'd be a cornerback. Voice of God. Also, to note, Malcolm Butler did not fly with the team to Minnesota. Uh, he was battling the flu and was all week. Uh, he missed some practices as a result. I mean, obviously, illness. You know, stay away from practice. Um, but yeah, the there was also reports that yeah, Bill just you know what he saw from him in practice. He wasn't impressed with, so definitely factors into it. But yeah, Patrick Chung uh, covering Nelson Aguilar, which would have been, uh, you well, know, taken care of by Butler. Um, that was a clear mismatch that they took advantage of. Yep. And giving Foles another edge like that of another guy that he knows that he can throw to because the man-to-man was not working. Yep. Hey, hey, look, you guys can X, Y, Z the heck out of this, okay? The Patriots scored 33 points, should have been 37, 500 yards from Brady. A handful on the ground, no turnovers, minus the the fumble at the end. But you know what? He made the wrong choice by not putting him in. If they get all those numbers and that amount of points, they get one extra stop with Butler in there and a regular containment. The game was that close. You're right. I'm telling you. It was a blunder. But you know what they ran It's into? okay. It's it's not the end of the world. I'm not one of these it's all crumbling down in Foxborough guys. Absolutely not. It's 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 a bad game. Coaches have them. Uh he had one this time. You know, once every seven years out of Bill. Hey, not so bad. If Belichick's the coach and Tom Brady's under center, they're back in the final four. Okay? There you Book, go. It, Book it. Sell it. Sell How's it. your barn? Fire of yeah. It's not the Patriots. Hey, it's not Tom's fault they lost. This, look, you could talk about legacy wins and losses in the championship game. The guy put up 505 yards, three touchdowns, no picks. Could he have played better? Yeah, that's the scary thing. I just watched him throw 505 yards, and in my mind, you know, just looking back on the game, it's not even one of his top five games as far as, like, watching him execute Tom's style. So I think I just watched the best player of all time play about 75% and... uh yeah, you know, set records. NFL postseason record broke his his own record that which uh, four hundred something yards last year set in the Super Bowl against Atlanta, which included overtime. But you know what? They were Goliath, and David beat him. Nick Foles, big dick, Nick. All right, bunch of girls on Instagram. They're going to be regretting that the rest of their lives. By the way, screaming into the barstool cameras. <laughs> Dick in my mouth, Nick. There you go. That's that's Philly girls for you. You guys, uh, that's one thing I noticed a couple weeks while I was gone listening abroad is you guys accused me of being on Brady's boner. You guys are riding Big Dick's Nick across the seven seas, y'all. Um, well, he's playing excellent. Look, he's gonna he's gonna make some team really good next year. But the Eagles have him on contract for another year, and Nick looks pretty content, doesn't he? Him and Carson Wentz are almost, you know, the odd couple. Uh, you know, they go to church on Sundays. Literally, they're both, you know, they're, 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 they're God dudes. Praise the Lord. We got the Lord on our show, but... Uh, Lord's pissed off. Yeah, he is. It's almost uh, time to go uh, pick your flick. What? <laughs> um, yeah, we're, just, we're glad you're back, man. You're looking same, same, but different. As They, they say that over in Thailand. Yeah, yeah, same, same, but different, man. I really caught on to that. What does that mean? That means uh, slightly not regular. Or like 
Same, but a legal version. Yeah, so uh, you need taxi, taxi, taxi. Yeah, yeah, come, come. You a taxi? Yeah, same, same, but different. Just regular cars giving rides. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, Thailand Uber, slightly less official. Uh, is it steak? <laughs> same, same, but different. You know, Yeah. all that stuff. Did you eat any meat that was steak? Same, same, but different? Because that could be any number of household pets. <laughs> did, you, did you meet any women? Same, same, but different. <laughs> uh, yes, definitely came across the uh, famed lady boy. Most notably in Soy Cowboy. But uh, yeah, well, if, you, you know, if, you're walking, too, if you're walking into a bar called Soy Cowboy, you get what you expect. It's a street. It sounds like a bar. <laughs> it's a street. Um, Just imagine it as a bar, folks. It's not even close to as many ladyboys as everybody says. People don't know Squadouche until you've been there. Kipling Studios with every, been around the horn. He with every drink that about. Adam's apple disappears, bud. <laughs> <laughs> I was told to look at the elbows. The elbows were the biggest tell. Well, hey, man. Well, we're glad to have you back for the Super Bowl. Uh, the elbows? Yeah, the elbows. What the hell are you talking about? Yeah, you look at the, the elbows. What's a man elbow look like from a, a There's no women elbow. in this room, so I, there's no basis for comparison. Well, we'll just describe it for our listeners. Check it. Yeah, you'll see it. There's elbow a structure. There's a difference. All right. Next, watch out, ladies of the world. Next time you throw them bows at <laughs> Weird Mike, he's going to be inspecting them to see if you got a big dick, Nick. But, uh... Nick does. Wow, what a performance from uh, from Nick Foles. Man, we are fired up. Uh, and you know what? I think it was good for football. The Doug Peterson's style of aggressive uh, of aggressive play calling, uh, I did it. And I'll tell you why. In our True of the Week. Hey. Yo, you might have just made a fact just now. That's some real shit. Look who's talkers. When I was growing up, the NFL, for the most part, was a pretty conservative league. There was the San Francisco 49ers throwing it all over the field, and it was like a blitzkrieg that no one had seen before. They had to study it. The Niners coordinators had to fawn out across the league and become head coaches themselves, teach to their coordinators who fawned out to college and whatnot. San Diego's offense of the years in the 80s before I was alive was apparently awesome, too. But for the most part, it was conservative football. If you were playing the best team, you would even hear the announcers talking about, wow, they're up by three on the road against the Cowboys. Three timeouts left in a minute 45. You know what? They're going to be happy with that. Look for them to kneel it here. And they did. It was conservative football. You know what? The better team that you're playing, the more conservative you should play. You should be scared. It was a scared game. Led to scared thinking. Just conservative sports in general. Sports mimics its champions. It's why hockey's opened up as Pittsburgh has won back-to-back championships. Uh, football has gone super offensive, and you know teams are throwing all their picks to get the right quarterback because if you get Peyton Manning and Tom Brady in today's offensive craze, uh, you know, quarterback and receiver friendly rules. Then you're set, man. Get a quarterback, and you got, you got jersey sales, and you got, uh, you know, just worldwide recognition of your brand. The Patriots were a laughing stock. Lost a couple of Super Bowls and had some weird logo of a guy hunting. You know, if you were a Patriots fan, it's like being a a Tampa Devil Rays fan. Oh, the hat's cool, and I've always liked mammals. That they fish. You know what I mean? Devil rays. Yeah. Rays. Anyway, exactly. Like, what, what are you doing? Get that devil rays hat off. Go shut <laughs> You know? The truth of the week is that Doug Peterson, no doubt about it, going for it, fourth down, uh, you know, all game, never really even questioning it, with his backup quarterback, is good for football. It's going to lead to just aggressive play calling. Hey, you're playing the monster in your division. You know what? Boys, we're going to send it today. We're throwing it deep, 50-50 balls to the guy who can reach, the up, reach up and grab it the most. Alshon, baby. Alshon, Jeffrey. You know what? In the first half, they just decided, and Collinsworth even talked about it. He's always open if he's one-on-one. Those are the chances we need to take. You're going to see, as I called earlier in the season, deep ball passing going up at a significantly higher rate because, hey, why are you running the ball so much on first down? You got two more downs to get 10 yards. Take the receiver with the biggest reach and send him deep. If he gets one-on-one coverage, you should be throwing it deep at least 10 times a game, not four or five. Doug Peterson, 
Good for you. Favre, yeah. Favre's old buddy. Yeah. Favre talked to him. And but just, you know what? Hey, and for everyone who thinks you can't do it, a high school football coach made a call to his buddy Andy Reid and did it. Now, look, I don't got any buddies named Andy Reid. And I don't have any illusions about winning the Super Bowl as a coach. But the point is, is that some of you now can. If you are, if you are. You know, you got more experience than me. Dreams do come true. Doug Peterson beat Goliath. He did it with Nick Foles. I think he's going to be fine with Carson Wentz. Don't get it twisted, folks. Carson Wentz would have won this game by a little bit more. I and it wasn't Tom's fault, so shut up about it. I think if you want to keep your coaching dream alive, Hewlett, we can uh, squeeze you on to OUA sideline oh, somewhere. Love, I love coaching football, man. Squeeze you on an OUA sideline. I that I can just do it more. Donate more time. Yeah, hey, you, you know, you were doing it there with your sidelines, you know, special teams help. Uh, yeah, called Jim Pow Pow. Yeah, get you, uh, get you an assistant uh, OC job. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, we got we're gonna break down the game a bit more uh, because I got a couple more what ifs, like the Pat special teams, man. Jesus, lay off the fentanyl. Going over to uh, Voice of God for news that matters. I've just been handed an urgent news story. Thank you, Jeffrey. Some news that matters. Breaking news, as of Tuesday night, reported by Adam Schefter, Mr. Josh McDaniels is backing out of the head coaching job with Indianapolis to remain with the Patriots. This is huge news. Obviously, we had uh, talked about it on the show a lot, that it was pretty much a done deal that he was gone. He was gone to see Mr. Andrew Luck and take the Colts back to the playoffs in their glory days, but not anymore. That's crazy. Yeah. The, like, the Colts were waiting for him. Yeah, it's a good silver lining. They, I'll, t- I'll take that. Less change, because Patricia is gone. That is confirmed. He signed with the Lions. But, uh, hey, I'll, yeah, Josh. You know what I think happened? Here's what I think happened. This is just, you know, I, I, I don't know this. And by the time you're listening to this, this could have already been proven wrong. But you know what? I don't think so. I think it became, knowledge became known, which, to, which is horrible grammar. <laughs> So that's our second grammatical sorry. But we're going to go with it because some of you still know what I mean. Okay? Uh, Josh, I think he a knowledge became known to him <laughs> that the, the Patriots head coaching job, whenever Bill Belichick leaves, and uh, is his. Robert Kraft, I don't think, wants to be losing to Andrew Luck and Josh McDaniels in the AFC for the next 10 years. He's already got Josh on his staff. He can basically backdoor promise him the job. And who else would he want to do it? The guy knows the Patriot way. He's an offensive genius. And you think he wants the best young quarterback? Maybe, possibly, if he's healthy with his weird Euro trip going on. You know, watch out for your sister and the the green uh, liquor butt. Uh, <laughs> Scotty doesn't. Andrew doesn't know. Andrew doesn't know. Indy doesn't know. What's his injury? Indy doesn't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, he doesn't want to be losing to him for the next decade. So I think they're like, he, you know what? Robert Kraft was like, you know what? Far of this. So call McDaniels. Let him know that the, the job is his whenever Belichick leaves. Calls Belichick. Bill, can I get an estimate how many years I got left? Uh, I'm going to leave whenever Tom leaves. There you go. Boom. Yeah, also reported today earlier was that Josh McDaniel was trying to take Joe Judge, the special teams coach as well, which was new news to uh, the Patriots. And so, yeah, they were, you know, clearly. Same, same, but different. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> Moving on. The NFL awards happened this past Saturday, and uh, my picks were just about perfect. MVP went to Tom Brady as predicted. Hallelujah. Offense, offensive player of the year, Mr. Todd Gurley. Defensive player of the year, Aaron Donald. Offensive Rookie of the Year, Mr. Alvin Kamara. That's where I was wrong. Jeff, you had him. Yep. He was definitely in contention. I thought they were going to give it to uh, the Chiefs boy, Mr. Hunt. You know what? I still think Hunt probably deserves it more. But I think Kamara is the bigger threat. He's such a crazy hybrid receiver running back that you just... Wow. He was scary. He kept more defensive coordinators up at night. But he's got Drew Brees. He's got the Saints. He's got... He he was only on the field for 50% of snaps. Exactly. He's got Ingram... these awards, there's a huge recency bias. So I was right, but I don't. I, I think I was wrong for being right. It's my runner-up pick. Uh, defensive Rookie of the Year went to Marshawn Lattimore. So as we talked earlier in the show, uh, for the first time ever, the Offensive and Defensive Rookies of the Year went, were on the same team, first time in NFL history. Um, and Coach of the Year, Mr. Sean McVay. And J.J. Watt, Walter Payton Man of the Year, which is awesome. The guy raised over $37 million for the Hurricane relief efforts. And yeah, what a guy. 
Mike, we will we will allow that finger clap just this one time, because uh, well, it's for a good cause. Yeah, I was finger clapping uh, your picks on the uh, plane ride home. I was checking that out. Those uh, picks were mighty impressive on the NFL awards. Yep. I don't agree with the same team getting the offensive and defensive. They weren't. Uh, anyway, should have got to Hunt for sure. Leading rusher. Come on now. Yeah. Now, when does that not happen? That's what I mean. Like, come on. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Agreed. I also think finger clapping is getting grosser every time we say it. <laughs> it sounds like a another finger-related term that sounds like high schoolers do. Sounds like something Mike paid for in uh, Thailand. <laughs> At Cowboy Soys or something. It's commonly known as a golf clap. There you go. You don't have to call it a finger clap. No, a golf clap is a and quiet clap where you put the top of your hand into the palm of the other one. But all of your fingers, not just two. It's louder with two than it is with four. No, if I ever see I anyone... Me to the palm. Like if I'm on the subway or, or like at, at, at somewhere where people would clap and I saw someone doing that, I would be like, oh, 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 sweetheart, like that guy doesn't have... Uh, power in his other three fingers <laughs> i like doing it in restaurants when something's nice presented to the table you know mm. oh yeah and that waiter goes back and he's like there's some guy finger clapping at the fucking table again <laughs> yeah it kind of reminds me of that thing in prison where the the guys like make you hold hold their pocket yeah it's like a sign of dominance or i don't know it's, <laughs> it's kind of weirds me out but it's like a sign in one of those parks where you know like hey hey nudge nudge wink wink <laughs> yeah or you're learning morse code <laughs> Moving on. The Hall of Fame class was announced this weekend, and our boys went, got in. Um, most notably, we were wrote, rooting for T.O., because it's about damn time. And Randy Moss. Randy. Straight cash homie gets in first try. Love it. Obviously, um, yeah, Minnesota Viking, briefly a Oakland Raider, and Patriots legend, um, as well as Brian Dawkins, the heart of the city of Philadelphia. So big weekend for them. And Brian Erlacher. Which uh, there's a great highlight of one time that Brady juked him out of his shoes and yeah, yeah. Broke, broke his ankle. <laughs> it's about the only highlight of Brady running you'll ever see. Speaking of highlights of Brady, you see, you know, obviously you know, he missed the catch, which by the way, Amendola overthrew him. Thank you. Like a bit. The guy, it's a, he's a 40 year old quarterback. Yeah. He's, he's wide open. He's jogging. You could have thrown it behind him. Like, like I mean, you put a, if it hits his fingertips, yeah, no, that's not the play. He's he's jogging down, like he's speed walking down the field. Just I mean, I know it's the Super Bowl, but I know it hit his hands. But it, it went close. from his left eye directly over his head. It actually became a really hard catch. Um, anyway, but I'm just uh, saying. you see on Twitter, Antonio Brown was offering him some help. Butterfingers said thanks for the the plug. Yeah, like Butterfingers, the he candy got bar. All these zero, at him. yeah, these zero time. Super Bowl winners coming at the, the GOAT five time, but whatever. Anywho. Um, and yeah, that's Super Bowl happened. It's sad. I'm legitimately, obviously, upset about the Pats, but more so that we don't get to see real football for quite some time till the summer, till preseason. Um, but some storylines to hold you over until then. The Giants, uh, Odell Beckham is done with his rookie contract. So he's been very vocal about wanting to be the highest paid player in the, in the NFL. So enjoy that one. He might pull the old Joe Flacco and cripple his team yeah, um, I, I, in I, other position categories. So good luck with that, Giants. Mm -hmm. um, Kirk Cousins is still looking for employment at the moment. Um, they're definitely not going to keep him as well as Alex Smith. In my personal opinion, the Washington Redskins just downgraded a quarterback. Absolutely. Four That's years older, basically a similar, you know, slightly above game manager type quarterback who with a with a weaker arm, maybe slightly more accurate. But the, the actual stats don't actually back that up. That's if, just if Foles sort of can win a Super Bowl, Alex Smith 1000% can win a Super Bowl. No. Okay. Foles throws a better deep ball. Totally disagree. Alex with can't throw a deep ball. I don't think uh, Cousins a game manager. I think Cousins a gunslinger. Me too. I like them. And I hope the Bills make a play at them because they got a defense to win now. And, you know, we got the first signs of chink in the Patriots' armor and Jets and Dolphins or whatever. Hey, hey, Push for cousins. Get behind it, Bills Mafia. Forget the kids. Win now. 
The Patriots just got the most yards in an NFL game ever. Uh, chink in their armor. They're going to win the division again next year. Going away. <laughs> B- Bills will win one of those two games. Yeah, oh, maybe, maybe. But anyway, I wouldn't say, well, no chinks in the armor. They lost Matt Patricia, who just gave up like the second most fucking yards in a game. But yeah, don't get lost in the headlines. Alex Smith is a much better quarterback than Kirk Cousins. Negative. Other news. Uh, Panthers need a new owner, so maybe it's P. Diddy and co. Who knows? But that's a thing. Cause, yeah. yeah. We, could, we could actually start up a GoFundMe, uh, GoFundMe and see if Look Who's Talking and our Look Who's Talkers want to try and buy the, yeah. the Carolina Panthers. We need a serious contributor that can cover over 30% of the cost. Absolutely. So we need that guy. And then, yeah, absolutely, we can all jump on board for some fractional 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 ownership going right for nfl team in a you know i'd say middle of the pack uh, size city and region about one billion dollars yeah i got 30k on it yeah the uh the last franchise that sold was the buffalo bills and they were a little over 1.2 i think billion so yeah carolina if, go for uh, it's been some time since then inflation yada yada if they go for south of 1.5 i'd be surprised um, another off-season storyline, Lev Bell needs a contract, and he's done with the franchise tag. He, you know, the Jets, even somebody tweeted at him um, that, yeah, we got, uh, we got a whole dump truck of money waiting for you, man. But uh, he doesn't want to go to a dumpster fire team like that. But uh, money talks, and he's sick of getting disrespected. He's, you know, he needs his contract. He's, you know, in the prime of his career, and he's got to get paid, got to take care of the fam. Um, and on a more serious note, um, really sad news came out the morning of the Super Bowl. Colts linebacker Edwin Jackson was killed by a drunk driver. Um, rest in peace. You know, that sucks. Don't drink a drive. Yeah. It's really dumb, and you kill people. So. Yeah, fire view. Uh, that's too bad. Thank you, voice of God. As always, nice getting a sermon on a Tuesday night. We're here at Kipling Studios. However, you're joining us. Ni hao, previet. Bonjour. Hola. Hello. Remember to join us on uh, our Instagram account, at Hughes Talking, H-U-S Talking, uh, <laughs> our Facebook page. And uh, remember to rate, review, subscribe uh, our show. We're going to keep going because you know what? We're having fun. We, and uh, we hear from you. You guys are too. So uh, God bless you. I was spreading the love international. Mad Americans in Thailand talking some football, getting the word out. We stole a couple phones on the beach. I was just going to ask you that. You had one Farvin mission, all right? Negative on the one mission, uh, but this mission was executed. Yeah, all right. Um, Shout out Mission Beach, San Diego. What up? All right. uh, Time for our sorry section, sponsored by good Canadian boy Justin Bieber. gave me 250 million dollars when i when i was his age well geez i'd have about 17 reindeer and just train 364 days a year to race santa once Woo! all right we are sorry sorry to the indianapolis colts you almost had a great coach now what are you gonna do <laughs> you just waited the whole playoffs to sign him Missed out, missed out on a lot of hot coaching candidates that you admittedly interviewed and liked. Uh, no one likes your owner, man. He's batshit crazy, all right? He handled that Manning situation horribly. He also got rid of a football genius uh, named Bill Polian just because he thought the ego was getting too big. Sounds like it's like Jimmy Johnson and Jerry Jones all over again. The Cowboys never recovered. The Colts are a bit stuck like that, too. Wacky owner, see San Diego Chargers, or the former San Diego Chargers. We are sorry Sorry. for our gold props pick. It was literally one of the only props picks we lost of the 11 we gave you. Minus the long shot MVP picks, we were almost perfect on all of our props picks that we listed off to you in our propaganda last week. Alshon Jeffrey had two catches on the first drive, three catches uh, early into the second quarter, including the beautiful touchdown, which made him go over in yards. And we told you to take him over on his longest catch of the game as well, which was over. However, he did not catch a pass the rest of the game, had some pass interference, and uh, almost had a beautiful one-handed catch squeezing it, which turned into uh, the only interception that Nick Foles threw. 
Not Nick's fault. Not all Sean's fault either trying to make a play. Fantastic play by the Pats defense. Probably the only fantastic play they made all day. We are sorry. Sorry. To uh, the Pats special teams. Man, what was in your Kool-Aid? From the missed kicks to most importantly, most importantly, thing that not being talked about a lot, what were you thinking on that uh, lateral that you did? And I'm a guy who likes laterals, but this one never had a chance. And a guy like Deion Lewis, experienced running back, handles the ball a lot, should have seen that that short kick led to that coverage getting in his face way too quick. And as he was lateraling that ball, good God, there was a guy right on him, almost a fumble. Tom almost never even got the ball on the last drive. Also made them start the... Uh, start the whole thing. I think it was at the 15. I think they might. Did they start with a five a five yard penalty on that drive as well? Uh, anyway, backed up, backed up. Get a regular return. Uh, the missed kick on their second drive of the game. That weird. The holder missed it. Uh, Gustowski should have pulled through. It was a botched hold. It was a weird kick. Uh, low snap, botched hold. Got Gustowski off his rhythm, but the holder. Nobody rushed the. Nobody rushed the kick. The holder actually got it back down. Yeah. Gustavsky was short enough, should have been able to bang that through. Yeah. He misses a, a handful of big kicks in big games. The AFC title game, he missed a, in the Super Bowl last year as well. I know they won anyway. But keep your eye on that. And there, Yeah, you know, imagine Gustavsky retires before Vinatieri. <laughs> Vinatieri's like 46, just signed like a six-year deal. Ready to rock. That's total bullshit, by the way. But, what, you know, you believed it for a second. Admit it, folks. Um, we are sorry. Sorry. Uh, and to Clement. Yo, I don't, that was not a touchdown. And I'm one who tends to, like, side with it being a catch. Uh, basically, like, the 20 people around the guy, you know, if they thought it was a catch, it's a catch. Uh, by my understanding of the rule, that wasn't a catch. The Earth's one was. The Earth's one's different than, 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 than the James Jones-Pittsburgh play because Ertz caught it, one step, two step, tucked the ball, then reached. He had become a runner and... Broke the plane. Broke, he broke the plane as a runner who was controlling the ball. Even though it happened fast, it wasn't too fast. I think they got it right on that play. I think... Uh, yeah, I watched that in real time, and I'm like... And I was... I was like, no, no, that's a touchdown. That's 1,000% a touchdown. And and they kept going out. Like, it kept taking longer and longer. Yeah. And Collinsworth was like, oh, I don't know if, you know, if he maintained, he survived the ground. I'm like, no, no, he was a runner. Like, he had multiple steps. Ertz touchdown. Different was, than Jones. Ertz touchdown was a catch. I don't think uh, Clement, I don't think Clements was. I think that was the a touchdown the Eagles got. It's that, tight. That might have been a field goal, and that would have been a massive turnaround. We're also sorry. Sorry. Uh, to Huck. Our, one of our head producers here at the show uh, watched his flight got delayed from New York City where he was, he was watching Rangers Leafs. So, I mean, it's you know, pretty badass. But, uh, yeah, what was supposed to probably get home for the second half. Flight got delayed. Saw the first quarter and then got back while they were reviewing the Ertz touchdown. But what are you going to do? That's life. Huck Media, folks. You know what? Don't shave your mustache. Bad stuff won't happen. All right, Huck? There we go. All right. Yeah. Uh, I'm personally in the Gene Steratore fan club. I think he's the, he, he's the most entertaining, f- most fantastic referee. I think the Clement touchdown was a big turning point. Uh, I think he did a great job. I do, too. I do, too. But that, that was the one. With that Ertz call, uh, he went under the hood. I feel like he was talk- talking to Roger Goodell. Like, if he had the balls to overturn that call... And give New England what they wanted, and to fuel all the hate, but at the same time make a decision on the rule that has been hotly contested the last month, and now on the biggest stage it was the crease rule all over again, from the NHL late '90s. They had the fate of the game waiting on that call, and I think they made the right decision by letting it stand. I do too. I'm glad it was bigger than the game, if that's even possible. I'm glad that like it. I mean. Like if the Earth's touchdown was, let's say it wasn't a catch, but they called it one. You know what I mean? Like I'm glad that didn't, or, or, or vice. You know, or, I'm just glad it wasn't closer, and that like we would be. I'm glad we're not less com- comfortable with that call. But the Clement one earlier was, I think, the one they got wrong. 
yeah, I mean, so much is public hate and outcry right lately um, with the the Pats on their latest run with, you know, calls getting overturned. What is a catch? What's not just compounding the general Pats hate. Yeah, they were in a tough spot. I have to give it to them. Um, but yeah, it's really nice. Clement. I don't know. Really key part of the game. About five and a half minutes left in the game. Eagles down by one. Fourth, was it fourth and one? Fourth and one and a half? Mm-hmm. And uh, Pierce is going for it. Now, I'm not saying that other coaches wouldn't go for it, but the fact that he for sure, like, anyway, going for it there is what you got to do. You give it back to Brady, especially the way, like, 505 yards, basically, before that. Uh, yeah, second half, he was Brady just, it was, had, the but, defense was exhausted. Brady, he but, was having their way with them. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. They were gassed. Uh, yeah, you give that ball back to Brady. They score a touchdown, and I think they do my theory from earlier on in the season. Uh, they would have been kicking a field goal to be up by eight, or kicking an extra point to be up by eight, or going for two to be up by nine, and the game's at, now out of reach. Eagles getting the ball left with, say, two and a half minutes left. Uh, but ballsy call Nick Foles. To Zach Ertz, had the first down before he reached for it, but, man, that's one of the top three plays of the game. Trey Burton to Nick Foles we didn't even talk about. Yeah. Foles, he caught a fucking touch, far of a yeah. touchdown. Yeah. No, I mean, that's what you got to do. You look at all, this, all the success the Patriots have had is when teams let their foot off the gas and don't get aggressive. It's like, okay, let's do everything but that. Yeah. Balls to the wall, gutsy play calls. And when Super Bowls start to look like Fiesta Bowls of yesteryear, I like whether you think it's good for the game, bad for the game. It looks like it's happening. And far from me, it's entertaining, man. Oh, sure is, baby. But uh, seriously, man, get a pass rush. Pat's let go of Chandler Jones a couple years ago, and I think it literally took two years for it to catch up to them. But they could have used him here. Now, again, can they afford? Could they have afforded him? No, that's the way the Pat system works. But uh, no pass rush on a backup quarterback made him Nick Foles. Great quarterback. I think he, I think he's going to do well in this league. But I mean, the guy's not going to he's not going to Arizona next year and bring him to the Super Bowl. That's not Nick Foles. No. Okay. What I'm saying is a really bad Pats defense made it made him with no pass rush linebackers that couldn't. As uh, Coach Potikbar, one of our listeners, pointed out, linebackers with no speed couldn't catch up, uh, couldn't plug the holes. Uh, with the Eagles continually running the ball all game. Yeah, Dante Hightower, the defensive MVP for yeah for the Pats, him being out was huge. Um, you know, he's one of their only real all-star defender players. Um, was enormous, and yeah, the Eagles O line I think is underrated. They yeah they gave him he had all the time he needed. He was I think he was pressured maybe like twice, no sacks. Quarterbacks that don't get sacked in the Super Bowl are seven and one. So, of course, yeah, yeah, like man, you give weird Mike ten seconds. You know, to throw the ball. He, he's going to hit the check down, okay? I'd bet my money with 10 seconds he's hitting the check down. I think uh, it's really fun watching you rationalize all the little aspects of the Patriots' loss. <laughs> I find it, uh, you always got some two, three points behind every section of the game. Uh, <laughs> At least he picked great a, joy. He did pick a team, though, for the last three weeks. Hey, you guys you, keep the you give us money. over-unders. I'm about those dollars, bro. Right. I hope I, you guys hit that weird pick. I hear you. Okay? I it's hear you. smashed, and I finished hot two games over, yo. Yes, you did. I'll give you that. Uh, However, let's say some kid on the street's like, hey, who you got? You know what would be nice? If you could answer the question. <laughs> it's, you know, you're an adult. Kid's asking you. <laughs> I don't think I've ever Take the over, buddy. Kid doesn't know what you mean. I don't kid doesn't it. know what you mean. I don't think I've ever been more disappointed to be your friend <laughs> by telling me that over is not a pick. Hey, man. When you're laying some serious wood, you know what I mean? Hey, I was all over the over, too, okay? Of course. I'm telling you, uh, you took the pick. Hopefully you did. Uh, finished strong, man. And uh, NFL pool, I missed just out on the money. I always dial in playoff time. Congrats. Enough data. I'm, I'll give you this, Weird Mike, and all of our listeners, you know, he was down and out, man. He was one and six, or no, no, one I, five and one. I was two six and one. Two six and one came back to finish two above five hundred. And you know what? Over unders in our uh, well, in our line of uh, stuff, you know, they work just as well. But hey, doesn't in life though? Remember, folks, make decisions. <laughs> I made one. I chose the over. Yeah, one money. Same, same. 
but different. <laughs> and we're going right into our Hugh Pick section. You. All right, this is just a quick rundown from last week. Uh, look, these picks don't just disappear, okay? Just letting you know. Hopefully it went with us, because for the most part, uh, well, I told you it was going to be an overfest, and it was. LeGarrette Blount, 24 and a half rushing yards. Over in about three minutes. Beautiful. Uh, nine and a half, LeGarrette Blunt, longest rush of the game. Over in about three minutes. Cash uh, that. LeGarrette Blunt. Uh, yeah, anyway, sorry, LeGarrette Blunt over everything. It was beautiful. Touchdown if you took it. Okay, we told you Alshon Jeffrey uh, over on his longest pass of the game. That was over on a beautiful touchdown. Uh, he was not over on his three and a half catches. Can't believe it. He was looking so good. Don't know why they stopped, but it didn't matter. Danny Amendola was over on everything. All three games of the playoffs. All three games of the playoffs. We told you to take him over on receptions and yards. We hope you did. Danny playoffs, they call him. Uh, what a football player. Agreed. Um, Brandon Cooks, we didn't even talk about that. Helmet to helmet. Changed the game. Besides Gronk and, uh, you know, Am- Amendola became the go-to guy because Cooks is faster and the slightly more scary, dangerous weapon at wet wide receiver, and he was out in one play. Let's see you rationalize this one, Rio G. Yeah, uh, no, the Cooks the Cooks play was enormous. Um, yeah, obviously, was. We're, we're already thin at receiver, and early in the game, he was burning. Like, the cornerbacks could not contain him. He was burning by them, and as soon as he left the game, they could play man coverage, which greatly favored them. Take away Gronk. Gronk's not a receiver. He's their tight end. Now, he's, you know, Brady's arguably one... He's arguably Brady's favorite target, but he's a tight end. You take the starting wide receivers away from a lot of teams, and you see how good they do. No Edelman the whole year. No Cooks for the for you know eighty percent of the Super Bowl. Anyway, um, yeah. So Cooks, obviously, all those props went kaput. Uh, Gronk was over. With a great game. Looked a little shaky in the first half. He actually did. He wasn't running routes properly. Collinsworth missed that. He said Brady... Uh, Brady kind of missed that post route. But Collinsworth just said Brady missed it. Gronk faded his route towards the sideline. Run your route straight, folks. Know your route tree. Uh, Tom Brady, two touchdowns. Are you kidding me? Over. And uh, our long shot MVPs, we told you to take LeGarrette Blunt at plus 8,000. Yep. That went all the way down to plus 5,000 because a lot of people liked it. I feel like there was value and our money's worth with that because I sprinkled on that. And halfway through the second quarter, he was in the driver's seat exactly. for MVP. He had 80 yards, a touchdown, Eagles up, Foles hadn't started to get big yet. Right. And that's worth 17 beans to yeah. pay 1,500, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, a couple more broken tackles, and if uh, Nick, you know, didn't play like he was hung like a three-legged elephant, uh, what are you going to do? Big Dick Nick came to play. Big Dick Nick was over one and a half touchdowns. We did not tell you to take it over. We told you he'd have a big game, and he did. And that would uh, have helped. You! Woo! Those are our Hugh picks. Uh, join us as we approach uh, all the other sports. We're going to give you some beauty picks throughout the season as well as who's going to win crash dice flyboard tournaments and uh the nba playoffs oh baby by the way austin matthews scored a goal last night that uh it was the nhl 95 wraparound goal you know the one where you look at your buddy you're like man you can't do that what are you new here you know what i mean welcome to uh video games and uh being in grade five like what what the hell are you doing i got a few of those uh and literally, like, it was Austin, Austin Matthews, by the way. Uh, whew, woo! Not even in his prime yet. Get excited! Uh, I'm headed to the game tomorrow, man. He, Row one. To, to, do that, to do that play properly, he, you got to slightly fake. Like, you might come in short side just with your shoulders, get the goalie to bite a little bit more, and which Miller did. And then he got, you know, Austin's just so quick, such a long reach, and just such great hands. Got that stick around. Uh, beautiful goal, and it was like Miller looked at him and was like, man, man you can't do that. <laughs> he gave him the NHL 95 look. Like, you, you can't do that. Sorry, Miller. Suck it. What was the weirdest thing that happened to you in Thailand? What was the weirdest thing that happened to you in Thailand? Besides, like, the looks you got when you arrived. 
Yeah. I never really went into fifth gear. I kept it in fourth most of the time. Why? Uh, I don't know. Uh, like I said, I kept it good clean. Got a little fucking, uh, oh, Farvin. Oh, you guys talking about slip-ups, eh? <laughs> it's okay. I got a couple now. The Super Blue Blood Moon Eclipse. First time in 150 years, I walked down the beach at 9 p.m., and the moon was right in the middle of the gulf, blood red. Couldn't believe it. Were you with anyone? I walked out there solo. I feel like you probably did a lot of walking around there was, solo on this trip. you know, 2,500 people on the beach. It was rammed. <laughs> I wasn't alone. Did people, did one person think you were Randy from Trailer Park Boys? No. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, Fair question. And the moon stayed red for about 90 minutes. And then you started seeing glimmers of white. The eclipse started to happen and lasted almost two hours. And randomly you'd look up from this crazy party you're at and realize what's happening. Won't happen again for 150 years. And then right at the last sliver of the eclipse, about 1 a.m., it went away and the moon was full white and the party just went into overdrive, man. It was unbelievable. What's a party on overdrive like like there? Uh, I'll post a clip. <laughs> we'll post something live from Copenhagen. Yeah. Um, well, that that's good, Mike. I'm glad you got home. But seriously, with the khakis and the belly out, and you know, you like you know, everyone likes burgers. Who doesn't <laughs> like a cheeseburger party? There was uh, very few Canadians. Next uh, Halloween, mad Swedes, mad Israelis. But, uh, yeah, no Canadians, no Randy Cheeseburger comments. All right. But. Uh, I'm glad you made it home. How was that Scorpion? Scorpion was uh, three on ten, man. My it buddy, was rough. My buddy, my buddy Hickey was in Thailand. He's on the Flyboard Show team with me. And, it, you know, he got, got just shit-farved at a bar with his, with his buddy John, uh, also from the, from the Zapata team. And they had a rock, paper, scissors of who would eat a fighting fish. No shit. Okay? <laughs> Alive. Oh, I believe okay? it. Okay, Hickey lost his rock, paper, scissors. Uh, you know, we call him Shears. He probably went scissors. English dragon. Uh, anyway, swallowed a live fish. And then they started Googling it because his skin started getting irritated. For the next few hours, he was pretty worried. <laughs> Don't eat live fish. I put my foot in a fish tank. Th- Thailand, the, baby. That dead skin leeches thing going on. There you go. Uh, also, some Muay Thai boxing. All you betters out there watching some eight-year-olds getting knocked the farve out. Eight-year-olds? Eight-year-olds. They went up eight, 12, 16, 20. You were betting on eight-year-old fighting? I was betting on eight-year-old fighting. I'm, I'm sure if you're allowed to I got, I got that a pick. I got a pick of the winner. He came up behind after, started shaking hands. Was he all stuff. like bloodied up and stuff? No, the winner was gangster. He was, he was <laughs> What was touch. the loser? Was he dead? Well, they didn't come into the crowd. He's eight. <laughs> Couple fighters from Algiers. Muay Thai kid fighting. Yeah, Muay Thai boxing. Jesus. Yeah, it was intense. Yeah. Hacking menthol darts and drinking Bacardi breezers. <laughs> Buckle off. Man, gym class is different in Thailand. 300 baht a fight. I hear Thailand's actually a beautiful place to, to go, as uh, all jokes aside. We'd love to go, man. We're fired up, boys to God. You got any news that does not matter? Yeah, baby, let's go. We got some news that doesn't matter, as always. Starting us off with news that doesn't matter. Mr. Alshon Jeffrey kept one of the most ballsy promises ever as a member of the abysmal Chicago Bears. The Bears. Promising his Super Bowl win. You know, maybe maybe he had uh, an idea he was heading to Philly. I don't think he did. But he is now a Super Bowl champion. So congrats, Alshon, and uh, your future telling ways. Um, fun stat, well, not so fun stat from the Super Bowl that league MVPs are now one in ten in the Super Bowl, dating back to 1999. Matt Ryan, Peyton Manning, he lost a couple of years that he was there. Um, Cam Newton lost, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Wow, um, the yeah. only the only winner since '99 was the original Greatest Show on Turf. Mr. Kurt Warner won it first go around. A couple of players of the champion Philadelphia Eagles have already announced that they're not going to the White House. Good for them. Malcolm Jenkins, Torrey Smith, Chris Long, and LeGarrette Blunt have all kind of made that pretty pretty clear that they don't really uh, want to join, despite the thank you or the congratulatory tweet from the president himself. Um, we're good. Mr. Kevin Hart might have uh, had one too many Coronitas at the game. He was... 
just a bumbling idiot. Um, at the end of the game, you know, a couple, you know, family friends, they rushed the field as they present the trophy. He was down there. I think it was the only the owner of the Eagles and maybe Foles. I'm not sure Foles is even up there yet, but he was like demanding security. Let him up on stage for the presentation of the trophy. Um, he got shut down. It was even better because the guy, Kevin Hart's really small, right? I mean, really funny, but really small. And the security guard that he happened to run into was like the size of Texas. <laughs> it was like Andre the Giant and a midget. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's he's five four with lifts and um, Kevin Hart, but very funny guy. Um, also, at the he jumped on the mic with a panel at the end of the game. I think they I forget what player on the Eagles was there, but he's a. Yeah, man, you could clearly tell he was a little buckled. And, yeah. And uh, he's like, yeah, man, you know, yada, yada. And then drops an F-bomb and just gives that look like he just got caught red-handed. Like, oh, <laughs> he just drops a mic. Like, everyone knows I'm drunk. You guys know it. The whole world. Now, to be fair, you th- let's, say, let's say, you know, you're sitting there in your car right now listening to this, and you think you, you got shit-faced at the Super Bowl, okay? Uh, Kevin Hart's movie with The Rock, which I believe he has a production credit in as well, an executive producer credit in as well, just reached $850 million worldwide. His team just won the Super Bowl, which he also went on social media and, and showed or talked about his bets uh, on, the, on Philly. So he probably, uh, you know, just won a shit ton of money as yeah. well. Yeah, one of the happiest moments, he's let alone there. the money. And uh, yeah, you know, was, and the other thing is, he's a small guy, and he had a bunch of drinks. There's one Instagram video that counted them. Yeah, <laughs> like, way too many, but good for him. <laughs> we won't hold it against you. Um, there was another uh, Eagles fan that was very vocal with her praise, Bridget Mo- Monahan, which most people don't know who that is. That's Brady's ex, who <laughs> they have a kid together with. Yeah. Um, hashtag Nick Foles, great job, congrats, champion. Wow. Very public. Wow. With their support for the Eagles or when- anyone playing Tom. I always still had a thing for her. <laughs> yeah, she's been pretty irrelevant for a while, but um, yeah, they they kind of broke up while she was pregnant, and he kind of went to Giselle. So you know what's funny? Bit of a sore spot. Same we, random fact here. Uh, same thing happened to her in the movie Serendipity. Sort of. John Cusack just decides, you know what? Like, like before their wedding day, you know? No, I want Kate Beckinsale. And he flies to San Francisco to, to find her. Um, doesn't find her, gets back to New York. Anyway, that's she a romantic probably, comedy you can she watch. She must have wrote that script. Pretty good. And it kind of happened to her in real life. And she said, hey, cheer for the Eagles. She was supportive of Tom uh, after their, his first Super Bowls, like wins after they broke up. Apparently, the new Tom, uh, yeah, uh, not so good with the ex. Big Ooh. fan of Bridget Moynihan. Yeah. All right. Um, well, Huck got home safe and sound, saw the end of the Super Bowl in time to uh, fly, Eagles fly. Oh, baby. Um, it was yellow Gatorade. Uh, our long shot pick told you that if the Pats won, and I think this would have happened, uh, the Belichick would not have gotten wet because he was just over it. Uh, the dynasty's not over. The Pats aren't going anywhere. Anyone who wants to talk about that's just wasting your farving time. If you're at the water cooler, just throw water at him. Okay? And by the way, if you're at the water cooler, what are you doing? Just bring water. Uh, Weird Michael. Bills, sign Cousins. Off-season begins. Bills Mafia, let's do it. Look for an Aaron Rodgers-like draft scenario to play out where one of these quarterbacks that's at the top starts to fall. And a team that you might not see coming that didn't think they had a chance... Uh, that has a quarterback that's maybe got one, two, three years left. And you know what? They're like, you know what? I, I, this guy might not be NFL ready yet. That's why he's fallen. Maybe a guy like Sam Darnold falls from USC. And Pittsburgh with Juju Smith-Schuster from USC. They're boys. They're buddies. Uh, they, you know, Pittsburgh drafts him. Ben's got two, three more years. And then Sam Darnold steps right in. And Pittsburgh, uh, you know, reigns supreme for another uh, another decade or so. Or, uh, you know, even a, even a team like the Patriots, they need a backup plan now. Look for them to address two things. One, hopefully a defensive end because they need one. Two, the cornerback that they're going to have to get to replace Malcolm Butler because I think that relationship's over. And three, a quarterback. Good God, man. Brian Hoyer is who you got on the roster right now. Free, agents, free agency, I don't see. Although they get sneaky with first-round picks that other teams have given up on. 
You know, they've gotten Ryan Mallett in the past, a guy with a big arm that they feel like they can coach. They can coach in New England, and they're going to do it again. Dynasty's not over. Voice of God, you got any sermons left for us, bud? Um, are you okay, man? Are you going to be okay? I'm good. It's, good. It's, it's the easiest loss to take, for sure. The Giants ones hurt way more. Like, yeah. I was, after the first, the 07 loss, I was, I was a mess. I was out of it for a week. But, hey, Randy Moss... In, in the Super Bowl, I mean, in the Hall of Fame now. Yeah, that's a way more exclusive club than any Super Bowl. People forget Super Bowl winners. No one forgets Hall of Famers. But as I stated before, you play for the parade and you cheer for the parade. The only time in life, you know what? When uh, the guy, the editor of Sports Illustrated wrote his last back page article many years ago, he talked about how for his whole life he's been dealing with how people telling him it's, it's just sports. And you know what? In some ways, that's true, but it's so not true in the deepest of beautiful ways about a peaceful uh, world. Sports is a celebration of peace. When you're at war, you don't play sports. In our country, and our, you know, we've been lucky enough, lucky enough to live in peace. And sports provides the parades to bring cities together. When do you get your whole city together? Black, white, green, blue, purple, brown. Doesn't matter. You throw on some colors, even if you don't have a jersey. You go down to the main street and you just hug everybody. <laughs> and, all right? It's amazing. I'll never forget the Vancouver Olympics. I was downtown Vancouver. And I'll never forget it when Sid scored the goal. I'll never farvin forget it. The whole country became my friend that day. And I'm everyone in Philadelphia, whether you like Philadelphia fans or hate them, and I think all of Minnesota hates them, look, even today, I think we'll actually make them better fans, okay? The reason they've been so awful, it's not because Philadelphia's got something in the water that makes you a dick, okay? They've been losing since before JFK was elected, okay? The Cowboys have Super Bowls. The New York Giants have Super Bowls. The Redskins have Super Bowls. The Eagles had excuses. They had Jaworski, all right? So good, good on you. Parades are beautiful. And just like the guy in Sports Illustrated said, I forget his name. Uh, besides winning wars, it's the only reason that whole cities come together and have parades. It's beautiful. Enjoy it, Philly. Dilly Dilly, Free Meek Mill. That song's far and awesome. It's on my flyboard, Absolutely. get jacked up list. Eight weeks till Australia. God bless the Canadian athletes going to Korea for the Olympics. On behalf of... 2018, Pyeongchang starts on Friday. Yeah, we're fired up the Olympics. Olympic hockey is ruined. Uh... Huck Media brings to you, look who's talking. See you next week. Freestyle. Rock the microphone. Straight from the top of my dome. Freestyle. Rock the microphone.